this. Uh, and uh, it's just something that we have gotten away from and uh, especially now during the COVID, but um, I can't wait uh, to uh, uh, invite people back into my home and, uh, and just treat them special and humble myself because, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, yes, Lydia was banging. I mean, she had that purple cloth, it's regal, it's royal and I'm sure she made those men and everyone who was in her home feel special. So there's so many things that we can take out of the story of Lydia. Yes. I'm so glad you shared that. Oh my God. Um, that shows too that we all have a part to play. You know, just like you, that really was highlighted for you. Um, and that is something that God wants us to do, you know. Um, he wants us to have a heart for people, you know, um, and to be able to open up your home um, and, and desire to be hospitable, you know, and be able to share Christ and share the love of God. Um, and that's what, you know, growing up, that's what I'm used to. You know, um, my dad was a pastor um, and he would open up his home. We'll have home Bible studies. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I just, you know, it was it was a great, great um, experience to be able to have those times where you you just like like you said, you felt loved, you know, you felt like this is family, you know, Um and um, God wants us to have those types of experiences with the body of Christ, you know, um, that we can be able to share Christ. Um, and I think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know at what point, <laughs> you know, for me right now is through Zoom. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, but before Zoom, um, I've always been the type of person. That's just what I've known. I've just. This is what I've known, um, to be able to um, be hospitable. Um, I love home Bible studies. When I first moved here, I started a women's book club. And that was just my heart, you know. Um, and I was able to have, you know, it was some groups were small, some groups were large. Um, I, but I took, a, I took an initiative. Mm -hmm. and I had times where I invited women to meetings I, I would actually get a room at a hotel where we can all come together and talk and laugh and, and you know, share and, and pray together, um, you know. I, and so I think that, you know, some of us have that um, desire to do that. Um, and so, you know, I believe that however, you know, we don't, it, it may look a little different, at, uh, you know, with all the changes and everything, but there is a way. <laughs> we still can't have an excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? We still Amen. can't have an excuse. Um, we can do it. If it's one person um, at a time, it may not be a, a large group. You know, it could be somebody on your lunch break. I remember one time I went to lunch with a person, um, 
you know, um, and she invited me. She she said, this is what I do. I go and sit by the lake. I, I go to the park and have. And so I had went with her and sat, had lunch with her at the park once before. You know, we don't know. It, it, it's so many ways. When we get in the presence of God, he will direct us. He will show us what to do. You know, um, but there is a way to be able to reach people and to be able to share the love, um, you know, with others, just like Lydia did. Amen. <laughs> you know, I think I think that God was preparing Paul for this his whole life. You know, Paul wasn't raised like the other Jewish disciples. Um, he was raised in what was New York City of the day. And he played with kids that were different religions and even probably went to their house for dinner. And that just wasn't how Jewish people did things. And when she said, come to my house for dinner, if that had been Peter, he'd have freaked out. You know, when Cornelius asked Peter to come to dinner, he, he didn't know what to do with that at first till the Lord straightened him out. And I just feel like she wasn't looking at people like a Jewish person, a Jewish mm. woman of the time. She was looking at them as a Christian. And this is like the first time that ever happened because it just got invented. And I just feel like her focus was just amazing that she could make that transition that fast. And the fact that Paul was right there. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'll come to dinner with you. That wasn't what the normal Jewish guy would say, you know. She'd have had to have chaperones. She'd have had to have been a relative. All this stuff would have had to happen before mm. a typical Jewish man would have been in that house. Wow. That says a lot. I would like to um, comment on that furthermore because, you know, that transition, I'm sure, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was with her. I'm sure, you mm. know, I, I'm sure God had been preparing her, you know, just on its innate spiritual level for some time before they showed up. She had to get her house together. You know, you got a house, right? And I come from a family, you know, I come from people, we tarry. I was raised Pentecostal, we tarry. So if if we're trying to figure out, you know, what's that next move? God, where do you want me? Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Hold on, hold on <laughs> wait, don't say anything. This That's is true. Time to be quiet. I mean, yeah. he moves yeah. swift. Mm. like the wind you know and the wind you can't always hear it until it hits something right mm -hmm. you gotta know where to look it's just it's amazing how god uh is timing you know he exists outside of time so when when we become aware of you know he's revealing truth to us you know in our real time it's just amazing how things come together because you mm -hmm. know people don't they didn't have cell phones they didn't say hey i'll, I'll be there next week Right, right. None of that. Mm -hmm. And I've been out here. I just, my son stole my phone like five days ago. <laughs> I lost it after it died. And he ended up playing with it and gave it back to me just yesterday. Yeah. But I had an event to run to help coordinate, right? And the the, the wedding, uh, the family of the wedding are very spirit-filled people. They're very accustomed. I'm, I'm used to having conversations about Holy Spirit moving with them. Um, so uh, it, I, I guess I'm kind of sharing because 
in present day, especially with all these COVID restrictions, um, you just never know what's out there. You never know what's happening next door. Things change suddenly. You know, the temperature, could, the weather it was, could be hot and icy the next day, you know, but in, in terms of, I think the general like attitude of, of society right now, there's a lot of desperation. A lot of people are hungry for God. A lot of people don't know it. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for us. You know, they don't know that they're looking for us, mm-hmm. but we do. Mm-hmm. So how you, like, how are we going to be when we step foot out the door? Every time I start yelling at my son, I, I mean, I stop in the middle of my sentence sometimes, like, this what you want to, this how you want to demonstrate, you know? I don't know who's mm-hmm. listening, you know? I don't want to look at myself, you know, doing things that God would not have me do, you know? I want to please the heart of God. And and I think it would do this time so, so, so much good just to see people exuding the love of Christ, mm-hmm. following the spirit, you know, manifesting wholeness, healing our feelings, you know, learning how to treat each other. You guys were you guys are talking about <clears throat> hospitality with Lydia and about um, the desire to open your homes. That's been my prayer for years. Mm. Um, it's just been my heart's desire for years to I see a long dining room table and just women surrounding the table. And not just for Bible study, although, you know, we love to share the word of God, but sometimes we just need to get together and laugh mm-hmm. and break bread, share a meal, talk, open up, um, offer, offer on a level of high quality what the world tries to offer, but offer it with God. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I'm around millennials all the time and I'm around I'm around groups of people who have walked away from the church because they didn't quite know how to get their social needs met. We're social beings. And sometimes yes. we just need to have fun and relax. And God is in that. And so, you know, I, I've, I've often seen myself just being able to say, come on over, I'm cooking sit down, we can talk. If somebody needs prayer, we can do that, but we can just have fun together. After being quarantined and then going from, from 21, 2021 to now and still having variants, and some people are still, you know, in some ways having to self-quarantine and stay alone because of health restrictions or age or whatever it is, people just want to get together. And they want to be, you know, with others and feel safe and talk, <laughs> you know, and share. So I'm, you know, called, considered myself an introvert, but I told a friend of mine you know, the other day, I said, I'm an introvert, but I don't want to be isolated. Yes. You can, you can have your <laughs> introvert, extrovert personality. You can have all of that, but I, I don't want to be isolated. Isolation yeah. is a different feeling altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's when you feel cut off from other people. And so, and I want to thank God for you putting this invitation in my inbox today, because 
about an hour ago or two, the Holy Spirit said, so you're going to go on and you're going to, you're going to listen. And that's not generally, I think about things and overthink it and then it's over. But I'm glad I came on tonight. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm glad you came too. <laughs> thank you so much, Benita. <sighs> Benita is a spoken word. Are you a spoken word artist, poetry, poet? Uh, she's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. It's, it depends on what, what season are we in now. Um, right. So that's something I did in, in a certain season of my life. And now I'm doing a podcast. I okay. still write, but uh, yeah, the seasons with every season, something new comes. Mm -hmm. High purity. <laughs> I got hurt. Your hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. I would like to um, just uh, say I definitely enjoyed um, this Bible study tonight, and um, just listening at everybody. Um, I just just been taking in everything that the Lord has been saying, and the one thing that I have that I noticed through the the Bible study is that um, Lydia understood her power of influence, and looking at the time that they were in, um, that was the time that they. Uh, the area was uh, really serving or um, uh, making the goddess Diana um, this big thing because she was considered the uh, god of prosperity, the god of fertility. And so she could have at that moment been a, a businesswoman taking that influence that she had um, and been like, you know, this is the day of the woman. Uh, the woman can do just as much as the man can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we in this place and y'all better recognize us. And she could have done that, but she didn't. She took her influence and promoted the gospel hmm. um, through everything that she did. And evidently, she was a woman of great character because of the fact that she was mentioned in the Bible. Yes. And the fact that she was talked about pertaining not to just as a woman, but to the, the, the kingdom of God and to the ministry of the gospel. And so I believe it's important that we take note that she understood her place and that she was a woman of influence uh, to the point of she was a leader but she did not try to overpower a uh, the ability of what a man can do, but she enhanced his ability and uh -huh. she added to and started taking away. And I think this is so important because as women, we have a voice and we do are we are important to the kingdom of God. And what we do with that, with the influence that we have is so important because it can either help the ministry of God or you can either stop the flow of the ministry of God. And if we don't understand it or we get so caught up into our own of what we want done, 
and what we how we want to be seen. Then we won't be so hospitable. We won't be so on board. Be um, to the point where we can invite people in to our homes, and we'll miss those moments mm. of of really showing love and reaching out to people because we can be on an agenda, and it can be on a great agenda, but it may not be a God agenda. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important too that we understand the time that we are in and understand the influence that we have and that when God gives us that type of favor, let's not misuse it or abuse it, but let's use it to the glory of God that when we walk in places and, and God would allow us to be used, even if it's in a room full of men, you can walk in a room and even if it is in a room full of men or you're doing things and majority of it is men, God will use you as an influence mm-hmm. to be a help because, and that, that's why I believe that Solomon talks about wisdom as though it's a woman because it we can, we can help, we can see things differently and see stuff in a way that men just don't see it and so she was in a uh, in a a time where evidently she made a statement Mm. because women were not sought after as so great as for us when it came to ministry we were told to shut up be quiet (laughs) have children cook and stay home that was it but Lydia wasn't like that. She was a, a woman that understood her place. She, she took care of home. She took care of her business. But at the same time, she promoted the gospel. So we don't necessarily have to be in a pulpit, pulpit to promote the gospel. Our power of influence can be anywhere. And she mm-hmm. used this power of influence to you know, to the best of her ability to glorify God. And because she did that, her family flourished, her business flourished. She, you know, I I believe she was a trendsetter. She broke generational curses. She did so many things because she understood her power of influence, you know, and and once we understand that, we can help promote the gospel through whatever talent, whatever gift, whatever business, it doesn't, it it doesn't just start at, you know, church. It actually starts at home. That's and then it goes abroad. And so I believe that we really need to pay close attention of the influence that Lydia had. She had to be a woman of character. If he mentioned her name in the Bible, we could just been like, oh, it was some woman that had a business, but he mentioned her name because she was a part of the ministry, helping it go forward. Mm-hmm. And so think we should be mindful of the influence that we have as women and not to misuse it but use it in the right way that God has given us however God gives you your influence he gives us all different techniques and ways but let's use it to the glory of God and not sit on it and just move forward it don't matter if you ain't got the money it don't matter if you ain't got the people what use what you got Mm-hmm. You yeah. have given us the ability and the tools. Use whatever you got and whatever you need, God will add to it. All you mm-hmm. got to do is put him first 
and he will add everything else. So I just wanted to throw that out there because this is encouraging to me to just continue and to just really be bold enough to be a Lydia in this day because they we are so we are so needed. That's right. Thank you so much for that. Anybody um, else? Deandre, I just have to say, I heard this one word. I'm sorry. I, I heard one word um, and I just want to be obedient So um, and say the word that I hear. Um, and the word I hear is nurturing. Mm. That we have the ability to be nurturing as women, not just in our own households to our children, and you know spouses but also to each other we have the ability to nurture each other and to speak life into each other in such a way that can literally change lives and if we could really see the power of influence as the sister said that Lydia had and glean from that power of influence for each other. Mm. I really believe that we can move a generation forward. Um, yes, yes. Break yes. off some habits, you know, break off. Have, I'm, I'm challenging myself. I'm speaking to myself where God is speaking to me um, in this moment to break off habits of what we think or who we think our social cir uh, circle should be, mm -hmm. who yes. we think we should be fellowshipping with and lean into the nurturers inside of ourselves. In other words, uh, the generational um, divide, you know, the, oh, well, I'm too old to hang out with those young people, or I'm too young to hang out with those older people, whatever. We need a full circle unity. We need that kind of thing where generations speak into each other. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who takes care of her mother who is 91 and her yes. granddaughter lives with her who is nine and I said do you realize you have three generations under one roof mm -hmm. and do you understand how powerful that is and how biblical that is mm. and because we're Americanized a lot of us we don't take in folk you know um <laughs> we don't you know our, we all have our own spots and our own houses and that's fine but we can take each other into our homes and hearts. And by, by that, I mean, if you know that someone is hurting or if you sense that someone is separating themselves or you don't see them that often or you don't hear from them, lean into the nurturing side of you that lifts that person up and ask the Holy Spirit, how can I embrace them? Mm. there's a lot of silent suffering not just in the world but in the church yes there's a lot of silent suffering in the pews mm. and we need to learn how to be safe places for people to come and talk to so that when they come to us a they know that there's a confidence there and we, they know that they're talking to a prayer partner someone who is going to go with them mm -hmm. to go to God with them on their behalf 
And so the word nurturing is what I heard. I'm going to write it down. And I wow. just really believe that that is something that God wants from us to lean into the side of us that can nurture one another as sisters in Christ. Thank you for letting me share that. Wow. Thank you. I wrote that word down too myself. I read somewhere that when people say that person doesn't have any trouble, that person doesn't have any trials. What that means is you don't know that person because everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. So true. Hi, my name is Donna. And the hi, Donna. Is, hi, everybody. I um, <laughs> just wanted to share this real quick. Um, the thing that stood out to me, <clears throat> excuse me, about Lydia was how the word says that she was the worshiper, even in the midst of living in, in a city that was given over to, to idolatry, but she was a worshiper. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, it shows us that this was the appointed time, like, you know, it was saying how this was her custom. In other words, I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but it was her custom, it was customary for her to go to the river and begin to pray and to seek God. And so we see that, you know, even for us that our prayers are not in vain and they don't go unanswered. A lot of times it's just at the appointed time that God has sent, has set for us to receive what it is that we're asking him for. So that kind of just stood out to me, um, her faithfulness and how we, because, okay, we know that there had to be a cry for them, for Paul and them to come to that, that city to preach the gospel. And so, yeah. you know, it doesn't say what she was praying, but I just, you know, I could just imagine that they, they wanted to hear the gospel. And so mm -hmm. God answered the prayer at, at the appointed time, you know, and her heart was open to receive because she had been in the presence of the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And so God answered and he sent Paul and them to preach the gospel and how she received it and she was attentive to what she heard and so that just stands out to me that you know again just to that we be encouraged that our prayers are not in vain you know what I'm saying and God will answer at the appointed time so I just wanted to just you know share that and so that we all can be encouraged by her example, because this is an example, you know, and, and constantly seeking God. And the other thing that I would like to say, and I want to end with this, is that um, we know that God, that our faith and our, and, the, and our patience is being tried and tested. And so we have to learn how to be to wait on God and to be patient for him to whatever it is they're asking him to do. So I just wanted to share that. And I thank, thank everybody for just giving me this opportunity just to share. I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. This is my first time. Um, so I'm just grateful. I give God the glory for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Get right on in. <laughs> That is so true. Um, I was going to mention that too. I like it when 
you know, we all have different um, things that we get from the scripture and it just like kind of it helps when different people can say, you know, certain things um, from the word um, because I don't have to say it all. <laughs> it's nice to hear other people talk and, and be able to see how we are all getting um, something from it. Um, but yeah, it said that uh, a dealer of purple, purple cloth from the city of uh, Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. So one of those that was listening, first, it, first thing it said about her was that she was listening. She had a listening ear. And then it talks about that she was a dealer of purple. She was a businesswoman. Um, and it also said that she was a worshiper of God. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody else? Thank Anybody you. Else? I just wanted okay. to say that this was just so powerful. So, so, so powerful. And just an on-time word. Um, I even like the challenging question she asked, you know, in the beginning. She was saying... Um, you know, are you basically following the voice of God? Are you um, being obedient to the convictions of the Holy Spirit? You know, the conscience, your conscience. And it was just so deep. I had to sit back and think because I know that sometimes we can, you know, just with trauma and sometimes we think, oh, especially if you grew up happen to, you know, having to do it on your own or just hard times or struggling, you're so used to depending on yourself to, you know, get things done or just make it through or relying on your own strength. So that was just a reminder for me as well. Like you have a friend, not only in Jesus, but in, in the Holy Spirit, he gave you a gift to be with you, to lead you and guide you into right decisions. And, um, you know, especially during the times where he want you to shift is to not fight the wave, but flow with it, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, give up your, your right to be right. Give up your right to know it all or know the way before you step out. So I just wanted to, um, you know, add that piece in and just say, thank you just for this platform and just for your obedience. You know, when you started this, you didn't know that it was going to be a shutdown or, it, uh, COVID was coming and I'm just looking at the last two weeks and noticing the platform form is actually growing during this season. So just our obedience to God, sometimes it can just look like, Lord, I don't see the fruit yet, but he's saying, oh, I'm going to shut some stuff down. Ministries is going to shut down. It's going to be women that's going to be seeking to, you know, fellowship like the woman of God said, you know, it's going to come a time where that need um, he's going to meet that need. And um, right now, this is a great platform for us to meet right now during COVID. So I just wanted to uh, add that in as well. Yes, um, you're right. Um, it said that she listened and she yielded. She obeyed the convictions and she sought the mind of the spirit until it was clear what to do and what not to do. Um, and, um, yes, 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 yes. So, um, 
something else I wanted to say. I, I lost my she said, she said until it was clear, right? I remember mm -hmm. listening to her in a video. Um, maybe I would just like to ask to see who wants to um, give feedback. What, what kind of experiences do you guys have when you're in that moment, you know, where you're kind of facing your ideas against what the Holy Spirit is saying? How do you guys um, uh, address that and if it comes up in your lives? Can you ask that again, please? When you're deciding, you know, what is God saying? You know, when you're trying to make sure it's clear, you know, how do you guys discern through the, that process? Because, um, you know, sometimes it's very easy to, to know, you know, what direction God is taking you in. I know sometimes for me, at least talking to Dee a lot, uh, <laughs> uh, God will confirm, you know, with strangers sometimes with me that I'm supposed to do something. Um, but sometimes it, it, it takes, uh, sometimes I'm very unsure, you know, um, and I guess I wanted to see if any of you would share your experiences and when you're unsure about what God is saying exactly, like, how do you guys work through getting from that place of obscurity to, you know, having that sureness to say, yes, yes, God, I know this is you. If anybody wants to share. Hey, Dee, this is Crystal. Oh, Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. I can share just from my own personal, because that's been something that God and I talk about all the time. You know, just when it when it's something that's very difficult and knowing that you have to make a tough decision, you know, just really being in that place where you really have to hear God and make sure that you're not just making a move out of your emotions, especially as women because we move a lot in our emotions. So searching that emotional side first and making sure that you're not allowing your emotions get in the way of your discernment. Because a lot of us as women, um, we have that gift because of the nurturing and the caring that we have and the serving spirit that we have, just really searching that emotional side. But one thing that I do remember um, in these tough seasons is really asking God, you know, before I make this move, what is it that you want me to do? Or what is it that you desire from me? Because right now my flesh is cutting up or I'm feeling like I'm about to make a decision that is not your decision. And just really being honest with God. A lot of people shut down and don't want to be honest, but there are times where I already know what God answer is going to be. But, you know, just really going to him with a sincere heart, being honest with where you are and saying, God, I need to hear your voice. And a lot of times his, his um, truth come through his word, you know, taking that time and, and seeking. Sometimes as soon as I turn the Bible open, the, the answers are right there. Um, or there are messengers that will come in our life. And I love that because I always say, God, send a messenger, you know, and he does that. He'll do it through your children. He'll do it through um, an object, you know, or he'll do it through the sky, you know. God moves in a way where he can use anybody or anything. And um, that's where I noticed where God used um, a lot of people where they would just walk up and they don't know that I'm about to give up on something or they don't know. I just, you know, uh, had a hard day, but 
you know, we practice, especially coming from an apostolic background, like some of the individuals, we have practiced to cover up because there was a certain image or a certain look we had to have. Nobody really had that freedom to really be honest. So we train ourselves. Like, that's what I love about, um, you know, the people in the world, they're going to always be real with you. They're going to tell you they see us. They're going to be a lot of them are going to be honest, but when you come into the body of Christ, you know, a lot of the church uh, people, church goers, they have learned to cover up. But the messenger was where God uh, sent messengers. And then also um, just getting to that place where I remove, remove the noise because people sometimes will come into your life and it sounds so much like God. I'm telling you, it sounds so much like God to where you like, OK, that's God. But what I have learned over the years is that you cannot listen um, to a lot of people. You got to go to God for yourself. So sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a moment where you got to go to God by yourself. And that's where I had to go because in those tough times, a lot of people that had titles or leadership roles and the, the journey that I took was a sacrifice for my family. And because it became very hard and challenging, um, they even got nervous and scared of my faith of staying in certain things. So, you know, if you're in a tough relationship and God has assigned you in that relationship and you have enough faith and belief on the other side, even though it's a hot mess, but standing in the gap for your family to remove those curses, remove those generational things, you have to a lot of times go to God yourself. I could have lost a great father in my children's life, I could have lost a good husband. But this year, I am literally going to God for myself in a way where I can hear his voice and removing. Not saying that people can't, you know, give you good advice, but I'm, I'm talking to my sisters that a lot of times you got to get before God. You got to go on your knees. If you got to yell, you got to scream, you got to cry. You got to go to God and say, God, here, I release this to you. And that's where we got to get to that place of releasing all these things that is already beyond what we can handle. So that's my advice from just this well, last year going into this year. I had to release some things and allow God to send those messengers to not allow people, even with titles or even with friends or whatever, to confuse me or cause my discernment to be off. And then really going before God and being honest. That's what I would give to the women and thank God that he has helped me this year to be free from a lot of that. Um, I, I just want to add to um, what Crystal uh, said where she uh, did a great job in explaining that and what she said is so true. Um, you have to really have that one-on-one -on -one time with God. Like you got to, like she said, block out the noise. Um, my own personal experience is when God was calling me into full-time ministry, I was like, I, it was scary because I was working with um, a good friend of mine who was a believer as well, my sister in Christ. She had a daycare center and I came in, I stepped in to um, help her business, to um, get her teachers, help get her teachers certified and also um, I was her pre-K teacher. And so um, with the, the knowledge I had, it took her business up a whole notch. And so we were actually getting ready to um, 
to the point of she was going to open up another center and I was going to run it. So here we got this whole plan and, you know, we, we getting everything set. And in the midst of that, I hear the Lord calling me into full-time ministry. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why I can't do I'm like, why I can't make the money that we were, cause we about to make this cash. And <laughs> you know why I can't do both. And I literally, God is telling me I have to leave this job and I'm kind of reluctant. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of quiet about it. And I'm struggling with it. So I called my cousin and we, God put it on my heart to pray with her this particular week. And pray with her every day, did not know she was getting ready to come out about how she had been sexually abused and everything um, and had to speak on this. I had no idea about that, but God just placed it on my heart to pray with her this week. While we are praying, she she starts, and when I get done praying for her, she starts praying for me and says, Lord, um, as my cousin um, is, is uh, Lord, I ask you to give her the strength to um, when she has to get ready to leave her job. I said to myself, now who in the devil told her to pray that when I get ready, I said, I was, when I tell y'all, all the spirit had left me. I'm just gonna keep it 100. All the spirit had just left me. I was so mad. Cause I'm like, I, this ain't, I ain't nobody, I'm praying for her. Why is she praying for me to, for God? To help me to know when it's time for me to leave this job. And I'm like, I'm mad at this point. So then I'm still kind of struggling with it. And I'm on my way. I'm like, Lord, is this really you like what you really want me to leave? I'm like, we had a plan. Like, what is the deal? So then I literally hear God tell me, if you don't do or leave this job, like I told you, you will die before your time. And I'm like, and, and even with that, I'm still struggling. So I, one, one, this one particular Sunday, God, I had, I had this little headband and it had like a little black, um, a little hat thing on it. And for whatever reason, it was so on me, so strong to wear this little black headband. So I wear it, I go to church and I, I was at the time, um, we were getting ready to do praise and worship and the Holy Ghost moved so strong in this church. A, a, uh, an Indian woman and her husband come to our church. This lady never saw me a day in her life. She told, she stood up and said she had a, a word of prophecy for our church. And she walked over to me and said, God said, he is, it's time for you to stop hiding. He has need of you. Mm. We connected and I, we took numbers after that. Her husband said to me that the Lord told, they told him to come to this church. And when you come to this church, there's going to be a woman and you're going to know the woman that I want to pray for you because she's going to have a hat or a piece of, of head thing on her head. Nobody else in the church had it but me that day. So then when I connect with them, she called me and said, hey, I want to know. And I'm still working at this time. 
she says to me, hey, I want to know, um, can you pray for a bottle of oil over for me? And I'm like, yeah, I got you, sis. She comes to my dog and says, and looks at me and says, I'm so sorry to tell you, but you're going to have to leave this job. <laughs> oh, my. She tells me, I'm so sorry, but you're going to have to leave this job. And by that time, I was like, all right. So, and take it. When, and let me tell you something. When you don't do what God tell you to do, see, that was my, that, that right there was a moment like he did me like Jonah. Let me tell you something. When you don't do what he tell you to do, not only do you mess up what God has for you, but you holding people up. And you messing up other people's blessings because the lady that I was working for, she she she, she kept trying to get a building. Every meeting she had failed. Every opportunity she had failed. Everything she tried to do failed. And mm. then my cousin came and said to me, "You are holding her up." Mm. She said, "You to read, you holding her up." And so by that time, I, I, I finally told her, I, I was, when I say terrified, because I didn't have not one plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. That, me opening up that business with her because I was working on my, my book as well, that was my plan B. I didn't have no, when I say nothing, nothing, God was my, my plan B. And I had to step out on faith and I, I stepped to her to let her know she was devastated and so was I. Cause we was like, man, we got this plan. Mm. When I left her, I told her, I said, I'm the reason you can't get no building. When I, le I left her in June, she got her building in July. Mm. Because it was not intended. So I just wanted to encourage you, whatever God tell you to do, you just pray lay before him and sometimes we think because and like crystal was saying because people are believers that you know we're supposed to go along with it and you know this is what but i she was saved just like i was but that was not the plan god had for for us to be together like that and you know and so i had to leave her and it was a hurtful thing but it was the best thing that i could have ever done mm. to do it to walk in full-time ministry people told me they looked at me like what is you doing you mm. lost your mind you leaving the opportunity i didn't have to buy no building i didn't have to do nothing but walk in she was buying everything but mm. let me tell you just because the plan is great god always got some greater for you so all <laughs> you have to do is just really speak <laughs> and like i said just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it's a God idea. Mm -hmm. so that is so have, good. Uh, you know, you have to really seek the Lord, like Crystal was saying, and you got to get before God yourself, and you mm -hmm. got to be honest, because I was honest, and I was like, I don't know what we about to do, but if this is what you want to do, I'm scared now, but I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, and it was the scariest season one of the scariest seasons in my life but one of the best things that i could ever do it literally saved my life like mm -hmm. it literally saved my life so i just wanted to you know just to encourage you you know hey lay before god and whatever god tell you do it it may sound crazy maybe out of the box whatever they may call you crazy because they just thought that i had lost my mind but it didn't matter because i had to do what god told me to do can I just, 
That's awesome. I can I just add to that real quick? And I know you guys have to wrap up soon. Um, in answer to you, the original question too, what, my testimony is over the years, I mean, I've been walking with the Lord for 30 years now. I've learned that after I get done wrestling back and forth, once I hear God, he told me to leave my job to take the mandatory furlough in 2020. March of 2020, I took the furlough. It was the first one that went out. And now I am financially the head of my household. It's just me and my youngest son here. And so when he told me that, I said, well, God, you got an awesome idea because it's just me here. Um, it's not like I'm going home and saying, well, dear, I quit my job today. It was just me. And so I came, I, I wrestled with it for a moment as I got the furlough and they, I was walking out of the door, March 23rd of 2020, I was leaving the job and I heard God say, and this is your last time here. You're not coming back. Mm. You're not coming back. I go home and I'm, you know, just going on as usual, fixing dinner, you know, going on my life, kind of just in this zone where I know I heard his voice. And I was sitting down watching TV with my son one night, happened to check my emails. And there was a, quite a bit of money that was owed to me. Um, I checked my email and it said, we are returning all of your money to you. It was, you know, a long story short, it was uh, through the government and they had signed over that they're returning my money back to me. And so several thousand dollars. So that was 24 hours after going on <laughs> mandatory furlough and God saying, and you're not coming back here. And what I want to say to that was between the walking out of the door and sitting in the chair, watching TV, checking my email, somewhere in between those days, a peace came over me. So in short, I have learned to follow that peace that passes all my understanding, yes. which literally guarded my heart and my mind. Did I have an initial reaction? Absolutely. I had a human reaction. But then as time passed, the peace of God came over me. And whenever I have to make a major decision, and it's something sometimes I can't tell other people because in the natural, they would be like, now, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. I get quiet. <laughs> I keep it between me and God. Mm -hmm. And I follow the peace. And when you feel that peace, no matter what that decision is, it could be walked into a relationship. It could be walked out of a relationship. It could be walking into a ministry. It could be walking out of a ministry, whatever it is, into a job, out of a job. There's a peace that accompanies it when you have aligned your heart with the will of God yes. and it passes all your yeah. understanding. And that scripture is so true. And it's such a divine feeling to know that you're in the will of God and it looks like it's against all odds and he works it out. Amen. That's so awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Confirmation. We're getting a lot of confirmation tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. Amen. So what time is it? Let's see. Okay. Oh yeah. We we went. 
way over the time, but I'm glad we went over the time tonight. <laughs> oh gosh, it was so good. Um, you know, we needed to hear that, uh, you know, that teaching. Um, and then I think it was very um, important for everyone to share as well. Um, and so um, I guess we're going to close it out. Um, I, I guess I was going to rem, uh, let you guys to, to remind, I wanted to remind you guys about, uh, have a special guest in March. Uh, we're doing something um, to help the Hope House. If you like to contribute, you can email me. Um, you can cash out, whatever you want to do. Um, before, a while back, I, I published my, my journal in 2020. And I, you know, just as we're talking tonight, I just said, Lord, um, however you decide to um, use this, it's, I want to be, uh, I want to be yielded to you. I want to be um, obedient. And so um, make a long story short, I used to go and have Bible study at the Hope House. And so I really had a heart to just share um, the journal with the women there. Um, and I was sharing this with a friend, Taniqua. And Taniqua, um, she was the one who initiated, um, let's, let's get together and let's um, work together and bring some things together to make this come to pass. And so um, I'm just so glad that I could be able to do this. It may seem like uh, something small, bringing toiletries um, and I'll be able to share my book. We're putting a bag together for the women and the children there. Um, but I know this is big to God. You know, just like we're, we're saying when, when he tells us to do something, um, we must, you know, make the steps towards that thing. So um, if you want to contribute um, to that, um, yes, you can email me, to, uh, inbox me, however you want to contact me. Um, also, we have a, a podcast. Um, Bonita has a podcast as well. Um, I know a lot of people are on Spotify, so um, you can listen to um, our podcast on Spotify. Um, and also, um, Latoria Peoples, she's getting ready to start a podcast. So um, that's available. And um, looking forward to next month. I don't know what woman of the Bible we're going to talk about yet, but as soon as I find out, <laughs> I will let y'all know. But um, thank y'all so much for participating and just um, coming together and, and being transparent and sharing, allowing God to use you. Um, so I encourage you to continue to, um, you know, draw closer to him. And allow him to use you wherever you are. You know, you don't have to have um, everything. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. That's what I'm trying to say, you know, to be used by God. Um, even though we want to, uh, we have so many things we want to do. Um, you know, we may feel as though we are, it's not uh, well enough or it doesn't look a certain way or whatever. Um, but as we continue to, open our hearts um, and allow God to guide us. He will give us the, all the instructions and everything that we need, the resources. Um, so just continue to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding and acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path.
So y'all have a wonderful night. Um, and I just pray, Lord, we please, Lord, um, continue to touch our hearts, oh God. Build on the things that we've learned tonight, oh God. I thank you for the women that came tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for the miracle that took place, Lord God, in the life of Lydia. Um, I, and I thank you for the miracle that has taken place in our lives, Lord God, allowing us to um, to receive you as our Lord and Savior, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, that we will be able to um, rest in your sovereignty, Lord. I pray that we will do our parts, oh Lord, and that we will allow you to be sovereign, Lord God. You are the king of our hearts, Lord God. And I pray that we will be able to continue to just um, lean not onto our own understand, understanding, but to trust in you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will direct our paths, Lord. I pray that we will be able to go deeper into your word. I pray that we will spend more time in your presence. Lord, I pray that you will continue to download strategies, Lord God, continue to open up our minds and give us more understanding in your word, Father God, that we, oh God, can um, be able to um, just be encouraged, Lord. Sometimes we have to encourage ourselves, Lord God. I pray that when we ever get to that point, Lord God, when we need to encourage ourselves, when there's nobody else around, Lord, I pray that you will give us what we need, Lord God, to encourage ourselves, Lord God, in the Lord, that we can stand strong, oh God, in you, Lord, in your might, not in our own strength, Lord God, but we thank you that your strength is perfect in our weakness. So I pray that you will continue to protect us, oh God, from all sickness, Lord God. Protect us, Lord God, from um, any spirit that is a deceptive spirit that will try to deceive us, Lord God. I pray that we will be led by your Holy Spirit. And I pray that we will come together again in, on this platform and that we will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank y'all. Um, yes, email me. Um, I have open communication inbox, email. I, I know I got different uh, ways of communicating with everybody. So um, we can, we'll be in touch. Have a great night.